What is going on, everybody? Mike Curlin here from the Bases Load Podcast. And just a reminder, for those who don't know, we have teamed up with Rotoballer this year for the 2020 season, which means we're joining the Rotoballer Radio Podcast Network. Since 2013, Rotoballer has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy baseball players as their fix for in-depth MLB analysis and player news. If you haven't heard, Rotoballer's 2020 draft kit is live, and all Bases Loaded listeners can get 10% off Rotoballer's draft kit by using discount code BASESLOADED. Rotoballer is home to number one fantasy pros accuracy ranker Nick Mariano. Nick's 2020 rankings and projections are available as part of Rotoballer's draft kit, along with printable cheat sheets, draft sleepers and busts, and more than 300 2020 player outlooks and tons of in-season tools. All of this from Rotoballer is available for 10% off with discount code BASESLOADED. Just go to rotoballer.com slash bases loaded and get your draft kit today. And they're blocking him with the bases loaded and intentional walk to Barry Bonds. Two and two with the bases loaded and one out. Oh my God. Deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off. Hey everybody, welcome into Bases Loaded Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I almost said that like I wasn't sure what show I'm talking about. I'm your host Mike Curlin, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. This is episode 116 and I'm joined by a now thir- three-time guest, the one, the only, Shelly Straight. You can follow her on Twitter at ShellyV underscore 643. You are everywhere. We j- I literally just said this right before you got on. You have a uh, you're at Dynasty Guru pitchers list. Uh, sorry, pitcher list. I should always say that right because Nick's a great dude and Alex over the monster <laughs> prospects three sixty five Ray over there Rotograph Dynasty Child. Oh my goodness, the busiest lady in the industry. What is going on, Shelly? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's 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 going pretty great. I mean, you're pretty busy yourself, so I mean. I, I've, I've actually tried cutting down and every time I think it's like you, you probably have the same work ethic like you try to cut down next thing you know you just add like one step forward three steps back type of thing like you just add more to your plate it, yeah pretty much it, it it's kind of crazy it's and when, it, it really is because it's like yeah I want to I want to go here I want to talk here I want to write here and then all of a sudden you're like oh I have three articles due this week oh crap oh yeah and it's it's one of those like this is work, but it's fun. It's, but it's work, but it's yes, fun. It's, it's a exactly. process. It's, but it's awesome. And honestly, you've been on this. Like I said, this is your third time on the show. We have a lot of new listeners. Maybe they haven't had a chance to hear you. I want to reiterate. It's at Shelly V underscore six, four, three. And prospects are your calling card. But if you like prospects or need more prospect information, she's your girl. However, she also has amazing two dogs. Soto. <laughs> is it Soto, right? Soto and Orsillo? Yep, Soto and Orsillo. Yep. And you bake. So you are like a trifecta of wonderful things. Baseball, food, and dogs. Uh, yeah, I, that's I, – I, honestly, I think that's why I have all my Twitter followers is because of my dogs and uh, little pictures of cakes and stuff that I bake. So, Well, your dogs are amazing, and I love your <laughs> captions. And honestly, it's one of my favorite things. But that is not to obviously say that your baseball knowledge is really, really – amazing you really know what you're talking about and i want people to make sure they truly get that when they get just and they're gonna just to hear you talk about tonight because we are talking prospects with a little bit of a redraft twist i know you cover prospects more in depth for like you know dynasty leagues and such but we're gonna give it a little bit of a redraft twist because there's just so much going on right before we recorded joe adele got the call let's yeah. start right there then what are your thoughts of joe adele what are you expecting this year i mean i wasn't expecting him up this early at all 
I, I wasn't either. Um, like this, this news kind of came uh, came to be as a little bit of a surprise, and it kind of makes me think: like, is there something maybe more wrong with Otani? You know, yeah. because it, yeah, um, I, I I don't really know what to expect with Joe Adele because honestly, I do think that he needed a little bit more work um, in the minor leagues. Um, he missed a lot of time last year due to injury, and he spent most of his time in Double uh, A and then made his way up to Triple A. So I do think that he needed more time, but I am so stoked that he got the call. I'm ready to watch watch him. But I, oh, yeah. I but for redraft, I, I'm a little bit hesitant. I need to see the role and kind of what he looks like before I kind of jump in there. You got to think this is a team that needs a little bit of a spark on offense, like you said. Otani might be a little more serious than we're you know understanding. I mean, his velocity do- dropped to what like under ninety that sec- that last inning right before he got out of there. So yeah, it was yeah, it was oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope everything's okay, and maybe mm-hmm. this is just kind of like a spark plug to kind of get the uh, the Angels' offense going there. But uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, it is nerve wracking. And the thing about uh, this is also, if it's not Otani, is this maybe Mike Trout hinting like maybe he isn't going to come back because there was already talks of him opting out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because he was he was supposed to be coming back this week, so maybe I really hope not because man, I love that dude. Oh um, yeah, he's awesome for baseball. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, he's um, the best best player in the game. I don't care who, it, I don't care what what people say, but it, exactly. So I'm just I'm just I'm hoping that's not what it is. But if it is that if if it is that, I I totally understand. But oh yeah, uh, I mean I I I'm just really like. Really intrigued to see what they do with uh, Joe Adele. Yeah, and I think the big thing here is there's a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. I think he's one of those guys you have to add. And at the very least, this might be the sell-high window. Maybe not in dynasty formats. I would definitely hold on to him. But in redraft, because the hype is going to be there, people get really excited. This is the whole shiny new toy thing. He could come up and hit. I mean, we're seeing Kyle Lewis kind of with a whole bunch of swing and miss in his game, which we'll get yeah. to in a little bit. But he has a similar like profile as far as just the strikeouts. You look at the strikeouts, and it's a glaring issue with Adele. But he could come out swinging a hot bat, and next thing you know, he, like he could be he could be riding a hot streak. So he's somebody that definitely needs to be added, and at the very least, sell high. But I, but yeah, you just don't know that, that there's so many holes in that swing. It's just it's very exciting. And where do they bat him? Could they they could bat him realistically at the top of the lineup? I doubt they do. Probably hit him towards the bottom to start. But there's they need offense. They don't. They're lacking. Yeah, they they really are, and I do think that uh, when he does get in, it would be definitely towards uh, towards the bottom there. Um, but I, I'm just really excited to see uh, what he's doing. Maybe he's just like totally, you know, killing it at the you know that yeah. other site, and we just don't know. So maybe he's just like just has been like just killing it down there. So maybe he's <laughs> yeah. more ready than what we think. We if, if that's just like a big thing about this. We don't really get to see a lot of uh, uh, video and stuff from these alternate sites. I mean, I know that the Red Sox are doing some things and the Mariners are doing some things, but most of the time we don't really see what's going on. So maybe he's just killing it and we just don't know. Yeah, and that's it's frustrating because like normally we get, like you said, the video is a big thing, but normally they get to see other pictures from out, like other organizations. They're kind of just seeing their own guys too. Yeah, yeah. So eventually, you see the same players over and over again, day in, day out. You're going to learn their tendencies. You're probably going to start crushing the ball. Yeah. It's kind of a skewed thing, but obviously, we're rooting for them. It should be a lot of fun regardless. There's a youth movement happening with all these, between the COVID stuff and, the, and everything else going on, the injuries, and just, it's all piling up, people opting out. 
But there's there's actually like, we have a bunch of names to get through, so I won't harp on this much longer. I want to talk about uh, Nico Horner. I feel like he's just super underappreciated. Feels like a solid, safe guy. Off to a pretty hot start. Five runs, five RBIs, no stolen bases, no home runs. Was called up late last year. Hit you know hit a hit a few home runs. You know stole eight bases in in, uh, in the minors last season. So we know there's a solid hit tool there. I don't think he's a flashy player. But other than that, is there anything that you've taken away from seeing him so far this year? Um, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think I do think this what you're seeing from Horner right now is really what you're gonna get. Um, maybe if he, maybe in a couple years, if he starts hitting like towards the top of the lineup, he'll contribute more in runs and stuff. But this guy is just, you know, just um, batting average and runs type of guy. Um, he doesn't have a lot of power. Um, you know, he might get to double digits, and you know, he might steal a base or two. But he's more of let me try to think of a bad and average guy, like a, a Luis Arise kind of guy. Okay. Just, yeah, just kind of like one of those really, really good uh, glue guys. Um, and it's like a perfect MI type. And, gotcha. and the, the Cubs, you know, they really do have a good lineup, especially at the top. So, you know, in a couple of years, he might be maybe a little bit better than just an MI, but yeah, he's just a good glue guy. Gotcha. And those have value in the deeper leagues, especially right now. Yeah. When you're looking for playing time and you're looking for at-bats, he's been playing just about every day, the occasional day off for Kipnis. And initially, yeah. they've um, you know kind of been in and out after the first few games, but after that, it's pretty much been all Horner. And he was a guy that, again, they trusted to bring up late last year. They're giving him full run. He's just quietly, like you said, quietly solid. I know he's just an MI guy, but safe, solid. And which one was that, Soto or Silo saying hi? Oh, that was Orsillo saying hi. Uh, he's, a, he's a big uh, Horner fan. There you go. <laughs> Even though he's not supposed to be, he's supposed to be a Boston, uh, Boston guy through and through. Exactly. But, you, know. you know, you just love guys. So prospects. You know. he, he's a prospect it, dog. That's what he is. It, exactly. Prospect hound. All right. <laughs> we, can, we can move on to Kyle Lewis, who's become like kind of a my guy. I was really in on him late. And the big thing for me was just the power. He, he came up last season, really flashed the power. This year, he's kind of taken more refined, a more refined approach. Kind of changes batting stance, hitting way more line drives, less ground balls, which is what you want to see, but way less fly balls as well. Has three home runs on the year. Kind of an all-fields approach. A little too patient, and when he does swing, he kind of swings. He has a high whiff rate, so he does swing through the ball. So that's why you see the Ks as high as they are. But all in all, kind of just intriguing. And right now, he could win Rookie of the Year. I believe he's still Rookie eligible, right? Like I'm almost positive about that. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is, yeah. And what are your thoughts? How much are you buying into this? Is there a lot of, I mean, the bad bip is going to regress and stuff like that, but are you kind of buying in? Are you kind of in between? Where are you at? Uh, I mean, this is kind of, honestly, this is kind of what I expected from Lewis, especially Ooh. seeing what he did last year. I'm. Uh, let me, uh, as a big <laughs> caveat there. Yes. He's going to be very, very hot and cold. And right now he is on a heater and Definitely for this short season, you want to ride that. But there is going to be a time where he is just gonna, he's just gonna just, uh, just strike out so much. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of like looked at his numbers a little bit. He has been a little bit more patient. Like his swing percentage has decreased mm-hmm. a little bit, but his contact issues still are yeah. still there. Like he has a sixty-three percent contact rate that's really not that good and he has a 75 percent whiff percentage you know on his off speed stuff that's the problem <laughs> yeah so i mean as soon as pitchers kind of like start to realize that um i think that we um are gonna see him struggle a little bit 
Um, but ride it while you can and enjoy it while you can. I love to see this 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 guy. He's so much fun. I know, that's another thing is like my big thing on him was the value. The fact that he was free in drafts or off the waiver wire for a lot of people. And he's just one of those guys, like you said, ride it. Because this, this is a year that like if he starts, say he goes for like about a week and struggles, he might be the first cut off your team. But you had him this whole time. He's already produced uh, an investment, like a return on your investment. So I don't see like some people, you know, I get into a lot of Twitter debates about this guy and <laughs> I, it's okay. Cause I'm, it's one of those things like I'm, I'm running, I'm taking my, my, my premature victory lap now just for me to be like, yeah, I was wrong later, but I'm right, right now. And right now a hot start really gets you going fantasy. Yeah. And totally. Moving on from Kyle Lewis. There's just so much, um, Luis Robert, I guess I think he's the obvious a- AL rookie of the year leader over Lewis right now. Uh, maybe. I mean, I think, but Robert's been looking really good. What have you taken away from the early season um, performance? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is pretty much um, not necessarily what I was expecting so quickly. I, I was expecting to see him struggle. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, but he's having like the same contact issues as Lewis. I mean, he has a 63% uh, contact percentage and he's definitely a, a free swinger. Um, and that's definitely going to come back to bite him at some point. Eventually. Um, <laughs> like, it, I'm waiting for it too, yeah. Because uh, I always heard, like, by a lot of people, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Bliss? Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Not Bliss. No, I'm, I'm messing up the name completely. I hate doing that. But somebody was just talking about how he had such a hard time seeing spin on the ball. And he it, would just be and just swing at breaking pitches and not hit them. It seems like he's not having those same issues early on, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Because, I mean, I, I've watched a few a few games. I mean, I've never really seen him live. I've only seen him on MILB mm-hmm. TV. And, yeah, there, there was times where he just looked absolutely fooled. Like just totally full, and he was just like swinging, you know, you know, out of his shoes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I, I am waiting for that. Uh. But it's he's been he's been really fun. Oh yeah, and even like I'm looking at you know breaking pitches and off speed so far this year, he has overperformed. If you look at his BA compared to his expected BA, but then you look yeah. at fastballs, he's underperformed. So it's almost like he might regress on the breaking pitches and off speed, but hit maybe he'll start hitting fastballs better in the process. So. I'm completely wrong about him so far. I was a big, I was really, really fading him, but it's been very impressive. And you're seeing the power and speed come out early and often. He's leading off now with Tim Anderson out. So there's a lot going on there, a lot to be excited about. And honestly, again, like right, like I said, I'm wrong right now. And I hate to like, – yeah. I take my victory laps. I also take my L's, and this is completely a loss for me. I was fading him because his draft day price didn't seem very – didn't seem very good. You know, we, we, we're all, I think Acuna and Vlad have set these like high expectations for rookies and Acuna came through, but Vlad hasn't really, he's a, he's one struggling. I wish we, we actually should have brought him up tonight, but we are not because he's not a rookie right now. But regardless, <laughs> it's just, he, they, these guys set these high expectations for us coming out the gate that these draft prices, their first year kind of get inflated. So a lot of times I fade it and this year so far I'm wrong. I don't know. Like I'm a little, I'm so I'm just, I'm surprised. Like you said, I think there's going to be a little, I think this is the up. Would you sell high or would you just ride it at this point because you just don't know? Uh, for me, I, I would sell high I, because I do think that he's going to struggle. I mean, just like Lewis. I mean, there's going to be a time where he's going uh, to struggle. <laughs> just bottom uh, out, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's like with this with this really, really short season, you just kind of really want to sell as high as you can. And if you think that they're going to hit a cold streak, you know, and yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of the teams he's played too. I, I for some reason the schedule isn't pretty sure they've played the Royals already and stuff like that too. So yeah. like that could be playing a big part in why he's having early success because a team like the Royals 
you should crush him. Like yeah. that is triple A pitching. He, we know he can hit that. But speaking of the Royals, I guess we can just talk about Brady Singer. I mean, that can't. I wasn't expecting. They're being very aggressive with their call ups. So Singer, what are your thoughts on him as a whole? Are you surprised to see him up? And is there anybody we should be watching out for? Oh, and Bubic. What Bubic? Bubic. I always forget his name. He it, came up as well. So yeah, yeah. It's it's Bubic. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I love what Kansas city is doing. Um, I mean, just, just stepping back from fantasy baseball, like they didn't fire anybody. Uh, they paid their minor leaguers and then they have brought up singer at Bubit this year. And that is, I just want to applaud them. Bravo. Um, but when it comes to singer, um, I always kind of thought that he would be like a number four, number five guy. He's definitely a more command over like strikeout stuff, mm-hmm. which definitely in the game we play, uh, while that's good, that's, I mean, we really want the strikeouts. And I just don't think that we are ever really going to see that from him. Um, and then also with the central schedule, it kind of scares me a bit. Like as soon as he has to go up against, I know Cleveland is struggling a bit, but I, I still believe in that lineup. So if he, if he has like a, I don't know, like a two start week against the twins and Indians, I mean, I, unfortunately, I think I would want to sit him because I mean, he only made it to double A last year and those offenses scare me too much. So, and I mean, again, it's the same thing with, with, with Bubik, I'm I'm just like I'm, it, it scares me too much. I completely can like I'm that's where I'm at too because the offense is not as bad as we think it might be, and they should be getting Dozier back. But that bullpen isn't great, so holding down a win isn't going to be a guaranteed thing. Plus, like you said, that division, the Twins are scary, the White Sox are scary, the the Tigers hit like they hit home runs, like they might not hit a lot, but when they hit the ball, it goes. It's weird how they, that what they're doing right now. Yeah. But it's just I don't trust these guys enough beyond streaming it two start weeks type of thing or like NFC style or like TGFBI where you have, where you need the starts. I can understand it, but you mentioned Bubich and he hadn't he didn't even pitch above high A prior to the season. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know what to think here. I yeah, I, I I was like totally shocked to that they that they called him up. Um, I mean, I know that in the in the high minors, like the the Royals don't really have a lot going on there. Um, but it, it really did shock me that they they called him up. But I love to see him. I watched the start. He, you know, he looked he looked all he looked all right. But again, he hasn't pitched above high A. So knowing that, he pitched like extremely well. Yeah, and that's like I just don't think there's much there for redraft. I wouldn't really again it has right. to be a deep, maybe AL only type of depth. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's because anybody who has a pulse is uh, is relevant in those leagues. But yeah. a guy who came out impressed, even against what isn't, which is a lackluster offense, Nate Pearson just showed out. The slider was on point. What are your thoughts on him this season? Do you think that what we saw is what we should expect? Do you think? I mean, is he more of a matchup guy? Should we back off on how high we think he, like how on our high hopes for him? Where are you at on Nate Pearson? Uh, well, I definitely like him, you know, over Buick and, and Singer. Yes. That's d- definitely. Um, he has, like, a much higher ceiling. He's a, definitely a much better pitcher. I mean, and like you said, he looked really good against uh, the Nationals, what, last week in mm-hmm. his uh, five-inning start. Um, I, 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 he, He's definitely someone that I would pretty much throw out there with any type of matchup except maybe what like the the Yankees maybe if the Rays if they get it going 
Um, the Rays are always weird. Like you, you just never know. They can they can put they can light you up for like fifteen runs, or you can yeah. shut them out. Like it's crazy with the Rays. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I I'm totally on board with Pearson being a a redraft guy. Uh, I do want to like the I am going to be watching his next start, and what I will be watching is for his his, um, his feel for his changeup because prior to the season he uh, threw like an, an exhibition game against the uh, Red Sox, and he did not have a feel for that changeup, and he just got lit up. He just it was just so bad. So if he doesn't have a feel for that changeup, I think it's going to be a little bit scary. So that definitely will be something that I'm watching. I'm like I don't know if it was just kind of like you know, Pearson being in Fenway for the first time in all the nerves, or, you know, maybe he just doesn't necessarily have the, you know, the total feel for that change up yet, but that's definitely something I'll be watching. But that being said, I, I would, if I had him in a redraft league, I'd still throw him. Yeah. And I think you just have to ride, ride it while it's working. Cause again, with all these young guys, you're going to see ups and downs, bumps in the road. And I actually, it kind of just, there's just a couple other names in that, like almost like on the way up or kind of confirmed. You have Manning. We 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 talked about it a little bit before, you know, the last couple of days, hoping to see Casey Mize come up. Didn't he did not get the call? And with this last minute uh, postponement, I believe in, in it was the Detroit series, right? They just yeah. got postponed. So I don't. If we see Mize, it won't be till the end of this week. But there's that like group of Gore that should be up soon. Uh, Howard Mize, would you say would you want Pearson above all of them because he's already up, or would you even put Howard with Pearson because Howard is all but guaranteed to come up this week? Uh, yeah, when it comes with Howard, I would probably take Howard over Pearson. Uh, okay, just because I like Howard more than Pearson. Um, like during the you know very 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 long off season. Um, I did watch a lot of these guys on MILB TV, mm-hmm. and Howard was one of the guys that I just fell in love with. He, his changeup is absolutely beautiful, and that fastball, I'm just, I have fallen in love with him. So uh, I think, I think I would have Howard. Uh, I'm well, with I you. Don't, don't, you, you can be confident. I actually like Howard more than Pearson as well. I know it's not a popular take. But I, yeah. I do value them equally. I value them similarly, I should say, with a preference to Howard. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay, so you're not alone. Don't don't feel like you're alone. And if people <laughs> if people shame you, they're gonna shame me too because I'm on the record agreeing with you. It's just right now the reason why Pearson would get the slight edge is because Pearson's already up. And exactly. although Howard, it's a formality, I think at this point. But although technically Howard hasn't pitched in the major leagues, that's my only concern. Like, and it's not even really truly concerned. I really do think he'll be up sooner than later. But there was one more that made his MLB debut recently, and that was a Madrigal. Nick Madrigal is just a toolsy, you know, hit tool guy. Doesn't walk a lot, makes a ton of contact, doesn't strike out at all either. Actually, walks more than he strikes out. Strikes out, and he barely walks. So to put that in, you know, put that in perspective. But the guy, he's batting ninth. Unfortunately, he could hit his way up. Just though, I don't. That lineup is so stacked. I can't. It's hard for me to see it happening this year. But ultimately, just a solid player. I think that's kind of the takeaway here. Is there anything you'd want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I love the guy's hit tool. Like, that dude can hit, but I, I just don't think that he is going to move past ninth. I mean, the White Sox had Tim Anderson hitting in the bottom of the lineup last year, and he was contending for a batting title. Yeah. So I, I don't know what you really expect from Magical. Uh, to move up, especially this year. That's so. the thing, yeah. It's too short of a time. Uh, once Anderson's back, it's going to be even more reason to keep him down there. Robert's performing well right now. 
Yeah. I, I know he's an on-base guy. That's the thing. Magical can be your prototypical leadoff guy because he gets on base a lot with the hit tool. So I, th- I think long-term he'll get there. It's just this year I'm not expecting it. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And again, it's not exciting. He might get you a few stolen bases here and there, but really it's like, it goes back to your Arias comp. It's kind of a similar hit, yep. hit first guy. He'll, he'll get you some batting average, which can be valuable right now. You just got he's, he's team dependent. Yep. And let's talk about one of your, one of your guys. You love him. We know him. And you, yeah, you're, you're, you're chuckling because you know I'm about to bring up Carter Keyboom. Yeah. He's been looking pretty solid now that he's getting the playing. The problem was the playing time. Do you think he's going to continue getting the playing time if Hendricks is back? I keep calling him Hendricks. Uh, not, not Hendricks. <laughs> uh, Kendrick. <laughs> Howie Kendrick. That's what, He was the reason, you know, we saw Keyboom platooning against lefties only. Uh, Howie Kendrick went out, and then we saw. Um, Keyboom come in, and yeah. are, do you think he's gonna he's hit his way in? Do you think he'll stick, or do you think it's more gonna go back to the other way? Um, I on I really do think that he's gonna stick, uh, because um, he was having like um he had like a groin issue, like a it was like a strain groin kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he once that was kind of gone, he's been playing every day. Uh, you know he has didn't play this weekend because they didn't have any games, but he's been playing every day. And uh, ever since he's been returning, like he has gotten multiple hits per game. He's hitting 444, yeah. uh, <laughs> which, yes, I don't believe that he's going to hit 444. Going I don't for know. The that end. hit tool is real. He hit like 300 or close to it for like three years in the minors. I know. I like. There's <laughs> definitely – exactly. Like he's going to hit like 280 to yeah. 300 and Should. give you – yeah, exactly. I, I, just, I just love the dude. And, yeah, I do think that he's going to get playing time going forward. I hope so. I mean, he's obviously finally like, he's finally getting a little a few. He's stringing together a few at bats. I know they've had some downtime recently. Hopefully, that doesn't screw with things. But that's the thing with him is he. I think they he, you know he came up. He had his typical jitters last year. They didn't give him a chance to really get going this year. They need that spark. As Dribble Cabrera hasn't been bad, but Castro hasn't been great. Thames hasn't gotten going. Soto's been out. It's been an ongoing issue there. And maybe him hitting well over those couple games before they got shut down. Hopefully he can continue that as he comes back. I was quick to pull the trigger. I'm not gonna lie. I had him on a couple teams. I dropped him because he was a strict left side platoon, and I yeah. just couldn't hold on. And right now stashing is tough. Yeah. Hopefully I don't regret that too much. I think it was for players like Kyle Lewis and stuff. So I haven't been really regretting it yet. Yeah. But still, it's um, it's a it's a still short season, but it's still a long ways to go. He could be. He's somebody you should definitely make sure he's owned if he's not. Um, I'm with you. I might have been a little premature, but it's okay. Can't win them all. But there are like these three guys that should be up soon, I would think, right? And Gavin Lux, Dylan Carlson, Mackenzie Gore. We saw Lux get the. We didn't expect him to get uh, dropped to the offsite team, whatever you want to call that, taxi squad. But yeah. he did. It was kind of random, kind of unexpected. Kike Hernandez came up, was hitting really well the first few games, has since cooled down. Doesn't even play every day. Do you think we see these three, those three, like I said, Gavin Lux, Mackenzie Gore, and Dylan Carlson up? And which one do you think makes the most immediate impact? I know it's a loaded um, question. Loaded question. Yeah, um, I do think that we will see them all up this year. Um, with the whole COVID Cardinals situation with Carlson, I if you do have him, unless it's a very deep league and you don't have the room to stash him, I would kind of drop him because we have no idea. Like The Cardinals are going to be playing for a week. So are they going to bring him up after that? Who knows? And it kills me because that dude can hit. Um, uh, when it comes to Lux with what the Dodgers currently have rolling out there, 
I think it still might be a couple weeks before we see Gavin Lux. And then when he does, I know it kills me. (laughs) And then when he does play, I think that he's going to hit the towards the bottom of the lineup. I mean, they have Corey Seager hitting six, and that dude is killing it. I mean, they have an all star lineup. So, you know, when he does get the call, it is going to be at the bottom of the lineup. Uh, So for this year, I'm kind of moving away. Um, just because of the the playing time. Um, so I guess Mackenzie Gore is, I guess, my guy to, to stash. Um, Out of those three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lucchese and Davies haven't really looked particularly great. And if the Padres really want to go for it, uh, he would be, you know, an excellent addition to their uh, rotation. So now this is going to be a tough question because I honestly am not sure which way I want to go with it. So we're gonna I'm going to come up with the answer on the fly. So I won't leave you out to hang. But if you if once Gore gets the call and Howard say they're all up, I want you to rank rest of the season, and we can talk about Dynasty a little bit as well. But rest of the season, Gore, Howard, and Pearson, how would you want? How would you rank them this season? Once they're all up, so that kind of gives you a little bit of leeway. Gotcha. Um, I would do for this year. I would do Howard, Gore, Pearson. Oh, I love it! I'm so with you. Nice. We're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna die on this uh, hill together. <laughs> <laughs> but going forward, I'm guessing it's kind of Gore. Probably, for me, it would be Gore, Howard, Pearson. Again, yep. Gore being the highest of the highest end of the three, but Pe- Pearson isn't far off. This isn't. I don't. I want to make sure we're both clear on this. I'm pretty sure. I mean, if you don't agree, let me know. But Pearson is a top end talent, ace level oh, yeah. type of arm. We're just we're just that high on Howard and Gore. Exactly, exactly. Okay, I'm just making sure we're on the same page here. I don't want to down talk Pearson. Don't drop Pearson for either of these guys right now because, again, Pearson's the only one technically up. Just yeah. be mindful of our expectations of the other two is really what I want to highlight. Exactly. And uh, like we mentioned, Myers hasn't come up yet. We don't know if he is. But do you think we see Myers and Manning and relatively soon? Or I just don't know because these teams are weird. Like we didn't think the we didn't think the Royals were going to do anything like they're doing. Now maybe, and we're we're hearing hints of Mize from Detroit, which doesn't make any sense, but I'm here for it. Um, like Manning hasn't, I haven't heard anything about Manning. I just threw him in there because I, if it makes sense that they brought up Mize, they'd bring up Manning soon after. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on all this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of surprised me that uh, we did hear some Mize talk towards like the end of last week and over the weekend. Um, so I really do think that we will see him this year, and I, we probably will see Mize before Manning. Uh, believe me, I love Manning, and in Dynasty, I have Manning above Mize, but Manning still has a little bit of work to do on his command. So we might see him like towards like the end of the season if you know the Tigers want to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I do think that we will see Mize. Just about the rumors and all the rumblings that we've been hearing. What do you think about Mize? I mean, I think he's more of like I think he's just a solid, safe type of guy. Like nothing. I don't think he's gonna be as flashy as some of these other names we talked about. But I think he's just I don't know. He just feels safe to me. Like I look at his profile, I see at least a Kane inning, maybe a little more, and just solid ratios. Like, am I? Is there a little more to that? Uh, no, I mean that that that's perfectly. Well, it's great. Exactly. I'm not arguing. I'm just... Exactly. I mean, I think that like, he's like a perfect like number two kind of pitcher, like real life number two mm-hmm. pitcher. Um, going forward, injury concerns like really bother yeah, me. That shoulder. He, that, yep, he had it and he had it in college and then in last year. So going forward, I'm a little bit concerned, but this year I'm I'm totally fine with it. And yeah, he's just gonna be like that that safe guy. And there's one more name. I actually added a few names to this outline so we can do just brief thoughts. This has actually been an awesome episode. It's fl- it's flown by, but it's actually been like all information for about 30 minutes. So we're going to finish off with a few more names. 
And just quick thoughts on him. Alec Bohm of the Phillies, a lot of people thought he could start up with the club. People expected him up by now, but because of the delays, the COVID and all that, there hasn't been injuries, there hasn't been bad performances that really have knocked the guys out. Do you think we see Alec Bohm sooner than later? I mean, I know the bat's pro ready, but I know that the glove actually – this is one of the times where the glove actually does need work. So it's, you don't hear that often, but this is actually one of those times. But with the DH, his bat can get the work now. I just don't know what to expect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've, I've honestly, I've never really been the biggest Bohm fan. I mean, mm-hmm. I do think um, that he can hit, but I don't know exactly how much power that he's going to have. Cause yeah, he did show power last year, but it was kind of it, like notorious, like home run parks. Um, but I, I, I do think that we do see him this year. Um, I mean, Jay Bruce has been kind of their DH um, and he's been hitting kind of sort of well, but it's it's Jay Bruce. I mean, I liked him a couple years ago, but mm. yeah, I mean, so yeah. So we'll, we'll probably see him this year. Um, he'll probably hit, you know, you know, sixth or seventh or something. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I'm trying to think there's not really much flashy, but there is a really flashy name here that. It's a very Joe Odell light type of guy, and it's Monty Harrison of the Marlins. I'm a homer. If I'm a homer, it's definitely a homer uh, talk up point for Monty. But we're talking swing and miss. We're talking power. We're talking speed. That's everything Joe Odell offers. But this is a fraction of the price. The guy should play every day. Might even hit in a better lineup spot. We don't really know who has COVID on that team. They yeah. already talked about his debut coming up. I'm. I mean, there's a lot of swing and miss there, though. A lot of volatility in that profile for sure. But it's flashy. It's fun, and we all have that need for speed. He is not Joe Adele. I'm just saying this year, if he did something similar, we're not surprising me because that's a very similar profile. And in a shortened season, I, anything can happen. Exactly. Like, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see him play because, yeah, it's going to be really, really volatile, either very hot or very cold. And I am here for it. I'm really, really excited. I mean, again, like you said, we don't really know who has COVID on the Marlins, um, so he might you know, hit pretty high in the lineup. Who knows? I'm just, I'm just really excited to see him play. Yeah. Same here. And again, it's just very toolsy, very fun, very hit or miss. But like I, like I said, like the comp came instantly was Joe Adele, but Joe Adele has more pedigree and sure, should, yeah. should be better. I'm just, it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they did similar things in their rookie campaigns, sure. being that it's a shortened campaign. Other than that, I mean, we might see Sixto Sanchez come up. It makes sense. He's kind of pro ready for the again the Marlins. And my understanding is that their pitching staff is really the ones most affected by this. So he could mm-hmm. be up soon. I know Edward Cabrera kind of was told no because he's still dealing with an injury or coming back from one. Cabrian Hayes, I'm not expecting much from because the Pirates are going to pirate. They've already mentioned he's not coming up when when first eligible anyway. Maybe they change their mind because that team is pretty garbage. And then Mountcastle, the Orioles are surprisingly doing well, and they have no reason to hold that bat down in the minors. Of these three names, we can finish this out on these three names. Is there any of these three that you expect to be up relatively soon and maybe the one you're most excited about? Again, I know you didn't prep for these three. I apologize. But these are just some names that popped into my head as we started pressing play. Yeah, so Mountcastle, uh, Sanchez, and Cabrera? Yeah, Cabrian Hayes. Cabrera, oh, Cabrian Hayes. So. Yeah, I don't think Cabrera's going to pitch this year much at yeah. all. Yeah, the injury. That, yep, exactly. Um, I would definitely go Mountcastle because, I mean, that mm-hmm. he, he – there, they he should already be up. Yes. Uh, uh, so it would definitely be Mountcastle, uh, Sixto, and then Cabrian Hayes, just because of the Pirates. I love Cabrian Hayes, and I do think that he's going to be like one of those good, solid guys, uh, kind of like corner type, mm-hmm. like so a good you know corner type of option for years to come. But I just don't think that the Pirates are going to call them up this year. Which is really, really frustrating. <laughs> like, yeah, extremely. Frustrating. Yeah. 
well, we rode, we rode the highs, we rode the lows. We're going to end on a low note. But, Shelly, thank you so much for joining me, as always. Again, tell everybody where they can find you, what work you might have coming out, what work you've done. You're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at uh, Shelly V underscore 643. Um, I have um, a weekly uh, kind of article coming over at uh, Pitcher List. It's the MLB debuts, so every week. Uh, this last yeah this last week killed me because it was 43 players who made their major league debut and just that little bit of time and that article absolutely killed me but this week it's only like 20 something so only (laughs) only 20 something so oh goodness there's gonna be so many more to come too exactly yeah well that's a great article and where which site is that for a uh, picture list. I thought so. I didn't want to be wrong and just plugged the wrong site. So, <laughs> as always, Shelly, thank you seriously so much for joining us. And of course, you want if you want to follow me on Twitter as well, it's at Mike underscore Curlin. Don't forget to drop that five star rating review on your way out. We appreciate listening through all this and come and remember, just keep coming here. We got you covered for the short season. As always, we'll talk to you soon, guys. Appreciate you listening.